Episode nine tonight of the River Heights Buzz podcast. Yes, and we tonight, are. Tonight we'll be talking about season three, episode nine. Yes, and then that also means that we are now caught up. Yes. So. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. I'm Alexa, and I'm Candace. We are your hosts. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun one, I think, Miss Candace. Yes. Yes, it is. And I'm very anxious because um, for everyone that's already watched the episode we're going to be talking about, got a little bit of a hiatus, I assume, for the holidays. So is it like two weeks, three weeks? I'm assuming two. I'm not, like, I'm not 100% sure. I want to say, well, how does the... You said that it comes on for you on Sundays, right, in Canada? Yeah. Okay, so it comes on here Fridays. So I think for me, I think it's a January 7th. That's the first Friday in January. So that's three weeks. Yeah. Okay, so probably the ninth for you then. Okay, well, we'll just have some time to fill. Um, if you guys listened to the last episode, um, we discussed how we are going to be doing a game run through of game number 16, White Wolf of Icicle Creek. Um, and Alexa and I will be talking in between as well, um, figuring out how we're going to uh, fill in the gaps while we wait for uh, episode 10 to come out. So if anybody has any suggestions, hit us up on our social media. We're more than uh, happy to listen to your suggestions um, and we'll just go from there. And we'll mention all of our socials at the end of the episode. As we always do. <laughs> all right. If you're ready, Candice, I'm ready to go. All right. I'm ready. So, like we said, this is episode nine. And we um, begin the episode with Agent Park and Nancy uh, coming to the police station. And she is desperately wanting him to find the frozen hearts killer and to start following up on leads. Um, and she wants uh, park to profile the killer since being an FBI agent, that's a pretty important part of what they do, which makes yeah. sense. And she gets a little bit of like information on her phone mm -hmm. and she's like, tells park prove to me that you will follow up on this. Yeah, because he did say that he would take hints from anybody. Yeah. So she's going to make him hold true to his word on that, which is good. So that's going on. Then we change scenes and we are at the claw with Bess and George. And Bess's phone is like ringing off the hook and it's temperance. And she is ignoring her calls. Good for you, Bess. Thank <laughs> God. I mean, it's only taken nine episodes for you to finally see the light. And she even says that she thinks her judgment is clouded by temperance. And I'm just like, thanks for finally joining us, Bess. Welcome to the real world. <laughs> like it's about time you finally see her for what she really is. 
Yep. So <laughs> that's kind of awkward. She's ignoring multiple phone calls. Um, her phone kind of has a mind of its own and starts like automatically texting for her. And before she can stop it from sending a message, the phone automatically sends a message to temperance. So that's kind of awkward. And she's trying to deal with that. And then in walks Nick. And we found him, you know, last episode with that friend from his past, Eve, with her help. And so Nick and George are finally seeing each other and talking because George last episode was the bigger person and let Eve, his friend from out of town, spend some time with him. Growth. I'm here for it. So they finally catch up and George drops the bombshell that Odette is gone. Uh, her lifespan shouldn't be shortened anymore and everybody should be happy. And the scene went horribly awry because Nick, for some reason, was upset and started arguing. Just why would you get upset about that? I mean, I really I don't understand um, I even wrote in my notes, uh, what the heck, this is immaturity at its finest. So Nick's whole reasoning of being upset was because George didn't interrupt him while he was catching up with Eve, who he hasn't seen arguably in a couple years, to tell him this information. To which George's response is, you were catching up with your friend. I did not want to interrupt you, which is a kind thing to do. And he still gets upset. It wouldn't be an episode of Nancy Drew if George and Nick didn't have an argument. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it's some kind of drama every single episode. Can it just go be pushed to the side for a couple weeks? I mean, that's what I want. But then again, I mean, what interaction would they have if they weren't arguing? That's right. the real question. Um, but I did get tickled because they started arguing kind of in the background. And Bess was like, well, what else is new? <laughs> she's like, that's like, even. Like she knows them. And she's like on our side almost like, yeah, what else is new? <laughs> yeah, uh, this is normal behavior for them. I'm gonna, just going to move on with my life. <laughs> so... The argument's happening in the background and Eve starts talking about something that we found out last episode that apparently she is a suspect in a murder investigation. Um, she and her boyfriend, I believe his name was Anthony, were out celebrating on a boat. And then the next thing that she knows, he's gone. She looks overboard and he's being drugged by the boat and he's dead. That was like unexpected like. yeah sounds suspicious but what else is new everything is suspicious here yep <laughs> so eve finds out through uh fans fans the you know supposed fan site of george and a new fan site at nancy drew's news which i don't ever recall hearing about do you ever recall hearing about it oh first okay, time i, I heard about it Okay, I didn't think it was mentioned in that one episode where they went to the, the con. Um, okay, so I'm glad I'm not the only one that didn't uh, recognize that. Um, so 
Eve did her research, found out about the Clue Crew and all the things that they do, and decided that she needed their help. Totally get that. I mean, you know, they're more than qualified to help with that kind of thing. But here's the kicker. Eve thinks that she has a spirit inside of her and that she's possessed. And of course, in my notes, I wrote, of course she thinks she's possessed. What an easy answer. Like, you cannot just jump to that conclusion right away that you think that there's, like, some kind of spirit or you're possessed. That's, you know, that's, like, don't just go to that spot right away. Go, like, think about it, you know, in a logical way. Or, like, maybe go see somebody and see, you know, is there some other kind of spiritual thing inside me or not? Like, yeah. (laughs) But then again, I feel like possession, that's like the first thing your brain goes to apparently in Horseshoe Bay. Like it just, it makes sense there. I don't know if it's something in the water, something in the air. Everybody's freaking possessed there to hear them tell it. So what else is new? Not surprised. So (laughs) they're trying to, you know, digest all that information from Eve. Scene changes. And Ace is back in the historical society and he has all that ghost hunting gear up and he's going over that EVP that he caught where it's just continuously saying die. So he was going through and was looking at old security tapes inside of the historical society and noticed that in one of the shots of like Hannah Gruen's desk, there's a paperweight that has six roses on it, which is the sign of the women in white, you know, the organization that best like so desperately wanted to be a part of. So I'm like, okay, just put this down on the list of more reasons why Hannah Grun is suspicious and why I don't like her and don't trust her. So Ace is still, you know, going through this footage of things that he caught. You can sense the tension between him and park. It might be a little bit more subtle, than last episode's tension between George and Eve. Um, But it's there. Like, you can see it. And then there are instances where, like, George can see it and Bess can see it. But I feel like Bess could see it anyways because of her friendship with Ace. And even when Nancy and Park came into the historical society, you could tell that Ace was, like, bummed that Park was there. He thought it was just going to be Nancy. Yeah, it was super obvious. And it's, you know, I... I agree that it does seem as though with how Bess and Ace's friendship is, Besk is, like, really catching on with this whole, you know, Ace has a fling or, like, feelings for Nancy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. And I think it's just because they are such good friends. You can kind of see on the outside of that and see deeper into um, his reaction. But I also don't think he has much of a poker face. I think he's pretty easy to read as a character. So to me, it just seems more obvious, but maybe it's also just because I want him and Nancy to be together that I'm like grasping at straws. I don't know. It's obvious. I will say though, like I'm glad that it's not like the major theme of the series, like Nancy and Ace, like they're like dating Like, it's good that they're doing, like, the whole friendship thing, you know, are are there for each other. And if, you know, fingers crossed, something happens between them. But at least it's, like, not just a one and done kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, taking their time, 
keeping their friendship going. Eventually, you know, relationships. We'll see, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. Right. But I'm glad. And then, too, it's, at least it's not, like, best. Not best. George and Nick. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They it's like so they trauma. were just, like, full force ahead, you know? Rushed yeah. into it, I feel like. You know? No thought. <laughs> just kind of went for it. Which, I mean... On one hand, I, you know, life is short. I can see that, but it's also like, if you're just diving headfirst into dating, not really having like the deep conversations first and building that trust and friendship, it's really like, how far can this go? Like, is this going to be like a long lasting thing up for debate? You know what I mean? So all that's happening. Um, There's apparently like some icy weather, like a nor'easter, um, kind of weather pattern that's going on right now through Horseshoe Bay. And apparently that's like prime weather for spirits to come to shore. So it might not just be temperance. It might not just be charity, her daughter, who knows who is coming to town, but apparently the weather is like prime for it. So trying to combat that as well. And in the next scene, Bess has a fantastic line that I would like to incorporate into this week's wisdom with Candace. Go for she it. says, and I quote, typically when a woman with a tragic backstory comes back into a man's life, it never ends well. I mean, that's probably one of the truest things that Bess has ever said. Bess is like, she has some pretty good one-liners. She does. That. she does. And as much as I hate the fact that Earlier, at least in the season, it was like she was taking a backseat to everybody. I almost think it might have on some level been good for her because taking that backseat, you're kind of viewing things from the outside. So you might be able to see stuff that the others overlook. And I feel like that line is like the perfect example of that. Um, She right from the get go does not believe Eve's story about being possessed because it just seems to be like an easy response of why you potentially killed somebody. So it's like Bess is out for blood from the get-go. Oh yeah. You can definitely tell like that first time that they're all together at the claw. Bess is like, nope, she's not having it. Like, let's just get this over with. Like, I don't believe Eve, like what she's saying at all. (laughs) Right. So Bess is talking to Ace and I also put the note that I love their friendship. I know I've said that a lot, but I just, I think they have a very special friendship and she always goes to him for like her tech related needs. And she also calls him out on his feelings for Nancy. And you can tell he's kind of like fumbling with his words because he doesn't know what to say, but it's not going to fool anybody. Like when someone acts like that and you really know that person, it's obvious even when they try to hide it. So she calls him out on that. And she also asks him about something called passive recordings on your phone, which to me, I mean, that's a thing. Like that's real because it's something that, you know, in the real world is something we deal with, with our smartphones. Um, And it's something that I hate about technology is that it's always listening Um, my husband and I talk about things and then the next thing I know, I'll see an ad for it on Facebook. (laughs) I hate that. 
Yeah. It's the worst. So Bess asks about, like I said, something called passive recordings, which is when your phone kind of over time uh, learns the way that you talk and um, how you go about things. And it, it kind of stores that information without you even knowing it, knowing that it's doing it or wanting it to do that. Um, then the next thing we know, all the spirit activity starts happening at the historical society. The doors all slam shut. And then Nancy and Park are in that underground lair kind of area. And Ace gets knocked out by a horseshoe. <laughs> of all and things. It sounded like it hit so hard. And I was like, oh my God, please don't be dead. Please don't be dead because that sounded awful. It's like he dodged everything else that was thrown at him. I know, except for the horseshoe, which you know hurt because those things are heavy. Yeah. <laughs> so that happens. And I'm like, oh, my God, Nancy and Parker, like, stuck underground. That's not good. So, like I said, Ace gets knocked out. He's laying on the floor. Um, they decide since they're down, they're stuck in that lair that, you know, they're going to look around a little bit to see if there's anything that they may have missed. And Nancy finds the piece of like metal work that matches that lock that was found. So she's talking to Park and they realize that they need something that used to belong to Temperance's daughter, Charity, so that they can ask where her pieces of soul are, because if you all remember from a few episodes ago when we first started talking about that soul splitter. We found out that when Temperance's daughter Charity passed away, her soul was split into four separate pieces by the soul splitting device and was like attached to four other individuals. So Nancy has a lot to figure out. So like I said, they're down there, they're looking for something that belonged to Charity and then out of the blue, Park randomly asked Nancy about love. And I was like, this is coming out of left field. Like what, what is happening? <sighs> what are you getting at, man? I know I was so confused, but then he explains it. No, no, no. I'm just trying to clear my mind. I do my best thinking when my mind is clear. I get that. I get that because I'm kind of the same way. I feel like I do my best thinking when I'm in the shower. <laughs> like, you know, washing my hair, a mundane task, something you really don't have to think about a lot. You can get some good thinking done. Hey, wherever you get your that deep thinking in, go for it. <laughs> so I get where he's coming from. Still kind of bizarre because, like I said, they're still stuck underground. So... That wouldn't have been the first thing that hit my brain, but all right, you know, fair enough. So Park sees that Nancy is cold. Like I said, they're underground, so I'm sure it is cold. And he, you know, very gentlemanly gives her his jacket. And I also put in my notes, I don't like this flirty stuff. Makes me mad. <laughs> so, like I said, he's doing this as a way to clear his mind and try to figure things out. And it seems to work because they're looking over at the cage that the 
Copperhead, the you know supernatural aspect of the Frozen Hearts Killer, was trapped in, and you can tell that it was finished from the inside because of the slightly different pieces at the bottom, and like the way that the bolts are at the bottom of the cage. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So we find out that um, Charity's husband Beckett, his mother hated Temperance, like with a passion absolutely hated her. So it seemed that Beckett and Charity made a lover's pact so that when they passed away, they would never really be separated. So to me, I'm sitting here like, this is a lot to unpack right now. This it's is like a lot to try to the comprehend. Whole family, the whole family dynamic between Beckett, Charity, Beckett's mom, and Temperance is one big hot mess. It really is. It really, really is. So I had to pause there for a second and kind of think it through to make sure that I was following along. So, like I said, Nancy and Park are stuck underground. We switch back scenes back to Bess, and she's doing, like, really in-depth research on Eve. Doesn't surprise me. You know, this is the more recent kind of um, example of Nancy Drew of doing, like, background social media research. We all do it, you know. So she's trying to dig up dirt on Eve and they're trying to piece together what actually happened when Eve's boyfriend, Anthony died. So remember Bess asked Ace earlier about passive recordings. So she finds out that Eve does have one passive recording on her phone. So they listen to it and it sounds like Eve and Anthony were having a fight about another girl. And she sounded like super mad and mm-hmm. almost mad enough that she wanted to hurt him. Exactly. Not looking too good for Eve. Another strike. <laughs> yes. So of course, Bess jumps on that. She's like, I do not trust this girl. She, we are, you know, attempting to try to help her get away with murder. Not good. However, George and Nick are on Eve's side. So it's kind of almost like an, also a struggle between George and Nick and Bess. So they play that recording. Eve says she doesn't remember the fight. In my head, I'm like, of course you don't remember the fight. How easy is that to say? I mean, how do you prove someone wrong short of, you know, making them take a lie detector test? So, like I said, Bess is still doing more research. Eve asked. Leave it to Bess and Ace to try to find all this stuff out. (laughs) Exactly. So Nick hasn't been back to Florida where he's from because he feels like he's let everybody down after what happened where he killed someone in self-defense. In self-defense, that's the important part. So he still feels bad, doesn't want to go back into town because he feels like he's let everybody down. I mean, I understand that, but... Eve says it best that he's his own hardest critic. Makes sense. So Bess continues doing her social media research and it becomes more and more obvious that it, Anthony was clearly drunk. And you can definitely see that in the video that was it the, like the boat that was next to them. Like there was right. one of them that was recording what was going on. Right. So all of this is happening. Nick and George are together. And Nick says that he wants to get married today. 
as soon as possible. You Live in the moment. Why wait till tomorrow? Don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. Let's just do it today. Life and is George short. finds out courthouse closes at five. Yeah. So now it's a race against time to try to figure out what's going on with Eve, figure out if she actually hurt someone or even killed someone, and then try and go get married because, you know, priorities. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> you can tell that even though George says yes, there's just a hint of hesitation and nervousness. She's like, oh, you know, for the most part, yes, you know, let's go do it. Let's go get married. But it's true. She's like, she has do, I really, do I really want to go through with this? You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> so, again, not a surprise to me. So, scene changes back and Nancy and Parker are still underground, which I means, you know, I assume that at that point, at least, Ace was still knocked out. Um, he finally comes to. He starts hearing these voices through the radio frequencies in the ghost hunting like equipment. Um, it goes back to Nancy and Park underground. She sees like a little area of crumbling limestone. And in that she finds something that belonged to charity, which was what she was looking for. I think it was like a handkerchief or something like that. Um, exactly what we needed. So scene switches again, Bess once again, doing her searching, but she's actually going through Eve's stuff. Kind of sus like suspicious because we know Bess, she has sticky fingers. But hey, like to take things. I will give her credit though. She has not stolen or taken anything in a long while. Which made me think, uh-oh, are we due for her to actually take something? That's true. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> so she goes through there trying to find evidence that Eve is guilty. Because like we said, she's still at this point totally not on Team Eve. So she goes back into the claw and she shows Nick and George that Eve took her boyfriend's a very, very expensive watch. And of course, I can understand why Eve got upset, you know, going through like, her stuff. Like, and you best didn't even ask, like, hey, can I go no. through your things, check things out? And no, she just did it. Yeah, that was not a very good move from Bess. <laughs> Right. I will say. So Bess shows this to everyone and it's like Eve like totally goes blank. And the next thing we know, she's getting up from the table. She's left all of her stuff and she's hit the door. She's gone. She's like, so, zoned out. <laughs> like completely like a night and day, like a flip was switched. Switch was flipped words. So <laughs> George and Nick realize she left her phone, she left her jacket, and it's incredibly freezing outside. This is not a good combination. So they go chasing after her to try to find her before she ends up, you know, potentially getting hurt. So scene switches back. Nancy and Park, now having found something that belonged to Charity, are trying to really find their way out of the tunnels. And then the next thing we know, it's kind of like a jump scare. There's Ace. So he's awake. Thank God. 
seemingly okay from being hit with a horseshoe. Surprise, I'm back. <laughs> Thank God. Because I was afraid. It did not sound good. It sounded really, really sketchy. Yeah. So, like I said, Ace thinks that the weather is making things worse and that they really need to leave the underground area. Understandable. I'm telling you that historical society is like the root of all evil. That's, That's like, I'm sticking to it. Like, are we ever going to get rid of this historical society? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, by the end it like needs to blow up or something in order to get rid of all the spirit activity. Cause there's just a lot going on there right now. But then if, it blow, if the historical society is gone, will there be any more paranormal activity? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> to hear Ace tell it, a lot of the reason why things are going on right now, at least in that day, was because of that like Arctic blast or whatever that was coming through, that bad nor'easter kind of weather that was going through. So who knows? I mean, maybe the historical society is not necessarily the root of where it's all happening, but just a place where they all go. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. So it almost seems, it almost seems as though Nancy's house is like the number one place to go to like meet up, talk about stuff. This historical society is almost like pretty close and same with the claw. So it's right. like, those are like really the only three places that we ever actually see the group go to. Right. So I'm like, is there anywhere else that, you know, you could go and check things out other than those three places? <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll introduce more areas. We never know. It's true. <laughs> so, scene switches back, and the rest of the Clue crew, Nick, Bess, and George, are trying to find Eve, and like I said, make sure she doesn't get hurt. And they finally find her, and she's near the water at the Claw in the bay, and she, like, is walking out into the water, almost seeming like she's going to, like, drown herself. So Nick, you know, being the hero that he is, rushes into the water to save her. And thankfully he is able to save her. And she finally comes to, and she doesn't remember anything that happened. And that whole time when Nick was going to save Eve, George was like wanting to go after him, almost like pulling him back, you know, like she doesn't obviously want him to get himself hurt at all. Right. Which, like, I could see why. But at the same time, like, save Eve so she doesn't, you know, get extremely hurt in all this. Right. So, <laughs> so Eve comes to. Um, by this point, Ace and Nancy and Park have made it to the claw. So the whole clue crews together. Finally. Get, yes, Finally. <laughs> They get Eve inside and get her warmed up because, you know, like we said, it was freezing outside and she was in water. Um, so Ace is putting his technical skills to the test because he says, and this is going to be another wisdom with Candace quote, you're getting a two for one special again. <laughs> Ace says, nothing is ever deleted off the internet. Never. Never. Please, if you are going to only take one thing out of this whole episode, dear listeners, please be careful what you post on the internet. Do not post something that you will regret later. 
Exactly. There's no way to get rid of it. There's no way to get it back. And it's not only just a safety thing, but also as you become an adult and you try to get a job, if you post dumb stuff, like even years before you're trying to get a job, if people really want to find it, they can find it. So that's my little spiel. Enough about that. There's still more to talk about, but just keep that in mind. So Ace is doing his magic, finding things. Um, Park, meanwhile, says that these blackouts that Eve is experiencing are trauma responses, which makes total sense. He studied psychology. She clearly went through a very traumatic episode of, you know, something happening between her and someone else. Nick stepping in and in self-defense, he kills someone. That sounds like trauma to me. Textbook definition of it. So it totally makes sense that she's having these blackouts. And it's like all of it's like full circle now. And and it actually makes sense as to why she was having like those blackouts. Exactly. And it's like traumatic things have happened. She blacks out or like, you know, doesn't like almost like she doesn't almost acknowledge it almost. You know what I mean? And then it's, you know, she comes back to afterwards. She's Mm -hmm. like, I don't remember what happened. It's like it's her body subconsciously trying to protect itself from being hurt again. Yeah. Totally makes sense. I mean, that's like a real world kind of thing. Like that happens. Meanwhile, Bess feels horrible because she realizes this whole time I was wrong about Eve. She has genuine things going on and I might be wrong. Maybe she didn't have anything at all to do with her boyfriend's death. And right around that time, Ace finds some deleted video that shows a clear shot of what happened of you can see like in the middle, like foreground of the, of the video, you see the boat that Eve and Anthony were on. Eve is doing some kind of like repetitive motion with one of the sails. And the next thing, you know, Anthony falls off the boat because he was drunk. Yeah. All caught on video. So that that's like evidence, at least to me, saying that Eve had nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do with it. And she should not be considered as a suspect. Exactly. So once they find this snap story and realize what actually happened, Bess like profusely apologizes to Eve and even goes as far as saying she thinks that she was projecting her own distrust in people onto Eve. I mean, Bess has her demons too, clearly. I think that's one way that maybe Bess and Eve can see eye to eye. They both have been through very traumatic things. And maybe later on down the road, once they kind of get through this rough patch of, you know, Bess thinking that Eve was a horrible person, maybe they could be acquaintances, maybe not quite friends, but acquaintances and friendly. So we'll see. So all that happens. Nancy thanks Park for his help. More flirting. And I wrote, ugh. Facepalm. Yeah. (laughs) Just facepalming. (laughs) So Nancy decides to take Park's advice and just kind of sit and think, you know, clear her mind. 
And she ends up coming up with the idea that maybe Charity's soul was passed down through generations. So they now have to find out if the Frozen Hearts killer victims had ancestors at Gettysburg. And what do you know? They do. Mm -hmm. Again, we're full circle. Oh, my gosh. So while Nancy and Park are sitting there figuring that out and sharing some kind of like cookie. Ace is standing kind of far away, watching from afar and sends a text saying that he wants to meet Nancy alone that night. And he didn't send it on his own. No, no. He needed help. He was debating, should I send it? Should I not send it? And who comes along? His His bestie. Best. Yes. (laughs) She sends a message for him. Yes, which he needed to do it. So it, in my eyes, it's totally fine that she, you know, just gave him a, a little nudge, a nudge in the right direction. Yes. So she sends that message for Ace, and then she decides that she's going to rush off to Icarus Hall. So Bess leaves the scene. Um, Park has made a list of different psychologists that he knows in Florida for Eve so that she can begin working on her trauma and maybe uh, working to stop the blackouts from happening. Um, There's kind of a sweet moment between Eve and Nick where he is trying to explain to Eve that he's just trying to make a better life for himself. You know, he still feels bad about what happened and thinks that people will look down on him for that. Um, George comes up and tries to get Eve to stay in Maine, but she refuses saying that she knows that she needs to work on herself. And then she tells Nick and George that she overheard their conversation and that they better get going if they want to get married. And off they go. And off they go. With so, what, five minutes to spare. <laughs> yes. So despite the horrible weather and the black ice on the road and, you know, trying to wrap up a murder investigation, they get there in time, but the door is locked at the courthouse. George is like, come on, got five minutes. And then she starts screaming at the top of her lungs, trying to get anyone's attention if there's someone there. And then what do you know? The justice of the peace comes out and hears them. So she lets them in. I was a little bit confused, though. Because, and I don't know if this is how it is everywhere, but I thought that in order to get married, you had to have one or two witnesses. And that woman, the justice of the peace, said that she was the only one in the building. Yeah. So a little bit confused. I understand it's a TV show, but I was just thinking back to my own wedding. Like we each... Myself and my husband each had to have a witness sign our actual marriage certificate. So I don't know if that's how it is everywhere. I don't know. But that was one thing that stuck out in my brain. So I was thinking that too. I'm like, why would at least like one or two people go along with them? Right. Just to say like they were witnesses. Yeah. That would make the most sense to me too. Yeah. So... They're walking in the building. George stops halfway down the hallway. And I'm thinking, um, does she have second thoughts? Does she have cold feet? But then she says, no, no, I just want to walk down the aisle. But you can see that she's nervous. So I'm like, okay, 
Maybe she really does want to just walk down the aisle. So the justice of the peace and Nick walk down and are waiting for her. And then she starts practically shaking and says, I just can't do it. And I'm like, of course, of course, of course, (laughs) this is what I was waiting for. So Nick goes to talk to her. The justice of the peace gives them a few minutes of privacy. And she basically explains we're young, you know, marrying you is a lifetime commitment and that's a big step. So they discuss it. Nick says that he thinks she's wrong, but that he understands. And this is just me. I don't quite like that. He said, I think you're wrong. Even if he thought that, I don't think he should have said that out loud. Could be taken the wrong way. Just my opinion. I agree. Like, why would you say that someone is wrong for not wanting to get married? I mean, that's her opinion. Her thoughts. If she says, no, I'm not ready to do this right now. That's totally okay. Yeah. Does not mean she's wrong. Totally fine. But okay, I'm willing to look past that. So she hands him back the ring and asks him, please ask me to marry you again someday in the future. And I'm like, okay, we'll see if that happens, but okay. Like, I'm kind of glad that they didn't get married just because if something goes terribly wrong, then they won't have to worry. Right. Right. So they both dodged a bullet there. Yes, I agree. So. So scene changes back to Nancy and she's looking at her phone and realizes that she has that text from Ace asking if she'll meet him that night. So Park is getting ready to leave. You can tell he's still getting a little flirty. But Nancy is totally distracted by her phone. Thank God. Kind of just shoes him away. Thank you, Ace and the phone. (laughs) Yes. So Park leaves. And scene switches again. We see Bess at Icarus Hall. And she's looking around in the desk, trying to find some kind of evidence to, you know, prove that temperance is not who she appears to be. So she's sitting at that desk. She's kind of flipping through some papers. She sees that grate in the wall, opens it up, finds that stack of Tempe's letters, starts reading it, realizes that everything is a ruse and that Tempe was just using them all to try to get close to Nancy and to get Nancy to trust her. So, you know, Bess tries to take a picture and it comes out blurry because, of course, nothing is easy. So she takes that letter, puts the other stack of letters back where she found them because she hears footsteps now. So she's running off. And then the next thing we know, that letter bursts into flames because that's normal. (laughs) Apparently. So. um, Scene changes. And Ace takes that metal piece that Nancy found and he has that lock 
in the historical society, he makes a dumb mistake and he takes that piece of metal, sticks it in the lock and opens the lock. Next thing we know, Nancy comes in, Ace turns around, but everything's like in slow motion now. So I'm like, wait a minute, something just happened because and, he opened that lock. And did you notice it? looks like the, what is it called? Like the shading and stuff. It almost turned, was like bluish. Yeah. I think that was supposed to symbolize some kind of like change in like a dimension maybe or something like that's the best way that I can think of to describe it. It's almost like he's in that in between. Yeah. He's know? like stuck in limbo somewhere. So yeah. Nancy comes in behind him. He's looking right at her. She's looking right at him, but it's like, she's looking through him. Like he's not there. And so she turns around and leaves and he's trying to get her attention. But like I said, he's kind of like moving in slow motion and it's weird. Yeah. So the next thing we know, Ace is at Nancy's door. He's knocking on the door. Everything is in slow motion. And he looks over to his right and there's Hannah Gruen. And she, she's like, wait a minute. You can see me? They're both like in that really confused you know, stay like very, like very confused. So Nancy opens the door and I think it's best in the background asking who it is. And Nancy's like, Oh, it's just that phantom knocker again. So now we know from episodes ago, who it was Hannah this whole time or it's Hannah this whole time. So what does that mean? So we now we finally know where Hannah is, but so, but this how did she get there in the first place? Right. This opens up a can of worms. There's so many questions. Has Hannah been a real person this whole time? If she hasn't been a real person this whole time, is she some, you know, deceased person from long ago that's now a spirit? If that's the case, what is she doing there in Horseshoe Bay? What is her connection to the historical society? What did, I mean, Ace put that piece of metal in that lock and opened that lock. So what about that lock, I guess for lack of a better word, transports you into limbo in another dimension? There's just so many questions. And there's only four episodes left to figure all this out. <laughs> I know. And I'm just sitting there on the couch as I was finishing this episode. Like, there's so many things we don't know. And there's so little time to figure it out. This is I was craziness. Stressed. <laughs> I was very stressed. Yeah. And I here I am thinking, okay, so Bess sent that text for him, Ace. To Nancy, we're finally going to get some movement here. And this is yep. what we get. Nope. Doesn't happen. Ace the, is dream, the dream was dangled in front of me and then was ripped out of my reach. Yep. That was not what I was hoping for. No. <laughs> so that's where we kind of end. We're on kind of a cliffhanger. Now we and have to wait. <laughs> Now we have to wait three weeks. Come on. 
And I will say, I missed seeing our dads this week. Yes, I missed that too. But we didn't totally get rid of them. Because Carson directed the episode. And oh my God, I think he did a fantastic job. He blew it out of the park, man. Yeah. It was was really well done. I had no idea that he himself could be that good of a director. I'm not I'm not super familiar with him as a person in real life. So I don't know what all he has under his belt directing wise, but I was very impressed. I've seen him in a few like other projects like an actor, but I don't think I've seen him like direct anything before. Right. But as far as I know this could be his, you know, his first director role that he's been in. Yeah. So I thought he did great. He did really good. Yeah. Round of applause to Scott Wolf, which That's is the right. actor that plays Carson Drew. <laughs> right. He did fantastic. So I hope that maybe we can see that again in the future. Um, I really liked his take on it. I thought everything was done really well. Um, but yeah, so now we have to wait three weeks to figure out what's going to happen next. Uh, It'll be a long uh, three weeks. Yes, it will be. But that's okay. We'll make it. We have plenty of things to talk about. Yes, we do. So, um, listeners, like we said earlier, we are not skipping next week just because the show is taking a hiatus. We are both in the process. Well, at least I've started. I'm not sure if you've started yet, Alexa. I'm I'm hoping to, like, over the weekend to play the game. Okay. Get through it. Okay, we are um, in the process of playing and doing a review of the White Wolf of Icicle Creek, which is game number 16. Uh, Yes, we are jumping in and out of order. I mean, at this point, it's kind of what we do. Um, (laughs) Welcome to our life, guys. (laughs) Yeah, Hot Mess Express 24-7, but that's okay because we roll with it and we make it work. But I just thought that that game was like perfect winter holiday vibes. It's not quite winter weather feeling outside right now. I'm looking at my watch right now and it says that the temperature where I'm at right now is 59 degrees Fahrenheit, which for December is pretty warm. It's not too bad. Um, So we're not quite in the snow weather part of it yet, but I'm hoping soon we'll get some of that. But either way, it's December, so it's winter to me, whether the weather cooperates or not. Welcome to winter, guys. I mean, that's what the calendar says, after all. So even though it's technically a good one, it's technically not winter until next week. You're right, the 21st, right? (laughs) Yeah. Right. Okay. So hey, look at that. If, If we release the episode on the 21st, it'll officially be winter. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, actually you're right what day is the 21st on a tuesday tuesday maybe Uh-oh. we should just do it on that day that'd be kind of cool <laughs> anyways the inner workings of my brain sorry everybody <laughs> welcome <laughs> to our life guys <laughs> this is how we roll scatterbrained always but either way we're not taking a break nancy drew 24 7 over here 
So um, any final thoughts on this episode? I'm just hoping that Ace makes it out alive. That's all I'm hoping. <laughs> I know, me too. I mean, I don't know necessarily that they would go as far as killing a main main character. But, I mean, then again, there have been unexpected deaths that, you know, took us all by surprise. So who knows? I mean, I would be very, very upset if that was the route that they went. Um yeah. But I'm hoping that he's just stuck in limbo somehow and, I don't know, maybe destroying that lock or something will fix it. I mean, who knows? We'll have to wait and see and watch. See how, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and I'll be stressed the whole time, but it'll be so worth it. Show's so good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, I'm just waiting on, hopefully, the show will get renewed for season four. <laughs> Yes, that's what I'm hoping for. I think that um, hopefully we'll get news on that either way pretty soon. Um, because, I mean, for this season, we found out, like, what, this past summer about it. And it wasn't just a few weeks later that they started filming. So, I mean, their turnaround on this is really quick. Yeah. Well, so hopefully. I'm hoping that we'll find out soon. Maybe around the new year we'll find out. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, for sure. Um, but if if you're good. I'm good. I'm good, too. So I will just lead us out then. Um, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of River Heights Buzz podcast. You can check us out all over the place on the Internet. <laughs> on Instagram at River Heights Buzz. Or you can email us at riverheightsbuzz at gmail.com. Or you can even check us out in our new Facebook group. Um, check us out next week as we dive into Nancy Drew game number 16, White Wolf of Icicle Creek. And throwing this out here again, message us, email us. Everywhere is a safe space for you to share your thoughts. Yes, doesn't necessarily even need to be about Nancy Drew, but... We'll yep. always talk anything Nancy Drew, too. Yes. <laughs> well, enjoy your week, everybody. And we'll, we'll see you next you week. See ya. Bye.